Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Showtime. Blog Talk Radio. All right. Sunday night, late night radio. What fun. Woke up this morning looking for my shoes, looked behind the trunk, found the hesitation blues. Lordy, tell me how long. Lordy, tell me how long. Well, I have to wait. Well, I have to wait. Can I get you now? Can I get you now? Must I hesitate?
Who's our guest tonight? Count Cordoval. Ah, William won. Woohoo! Really excited about this episode, and uh, I I spoke to him earlier. Man, he's such a nice guy. We're going to have a good time with him. I see that he is waiting on the wings. I told him we're going to have a soft opening, and uh, he's waiting for us. In fact, uh, I'll go ahead and take him off mute. Hello there. There you go. How are you? I'm wonderful. I, uh, I'm sorry. I was hoping to get in for this soft opening, but I was out for a quick bite, and ah, she was good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, that sounds yeah. like a midnight snack. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's not for another 55 minutes, but that's okay, because here on the East Coast, it's not quite there. Anyway, and so thank you for letting me come on your show. I, I'm, I'm so so thrilled to be here. We are, honestly, we, it is without 100%, it is our honor, our, we are so proud to have you on the show. Well, very good, very good. So, hey, look, I know you probably have all sorts of questions to ask. Go ahead. I'm yours. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> well, I just heard the red carpet has been rolled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did you start, Count? Where did you get your start at? How did, so Where did I get my start? Well, okay, all right. This is always a tough question. Actually, Count Gordival went on the air in Washington, D.C. on February 3rd, 1973. So that's, that's where I did my first show. We showed The House of Frankenstein. Good movie. Awesome choice. <laughs> Now, the truth is, I actually did horror before that. The year before, I was in Paducah, Kentucky, except I was under an alias, uh, M.T. Graves. And I did uh, a show there called uh, Night of Terror. And uh, so that, that was uh, the first one. But then I went to Washington. It was bigger markets and uh, a lot more necks. <laughs> How did you get your name? Oh, I knew that one was coming, too. Here we go. A lot of people say, hey, Count, you obviously were making fun of the writer Gore Vidal, huh? And, you know, it would make a lot of sense because Gore Vidal actually lived in Washington, D.C., and he was not a big fan of my show, needless to say. He was also very stuffy. Anyway, no, but that's – so here's the true story. And I'm, I'm putting it out there for everybody. I went into my general manager's office. And I said, here we are. We got this show. He said, he, I, he, he, wanted, he said, I need to have a different name. So he, I said, what do you want? He says, I need a name with some gore in it. So I said, hey, how about Count Gore? He stopped, put his feet up on the desk and looked at me and said, I like it, but it needs something more. 
and I was so frustrated. I was just so frustrated that I turned around at the, towards the wall, and I said, well, how about something off the wall, like the wall? And he said, Count Gordivol. He said, I like it. Let's use it. And that's how the name came about. Now, the question still arises, where did I come up with that? And it just so happens that every day on the way to the studio, I passed the Duvall Funeral Home. And wow. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. And you know what? The Duvall's Funeral Home is still <laughs> planting people in the D.C. area. There's still a big oh. funeral home. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> So they lasted right. as long as I did. Well, well, now I now I do have a fun question for you, Count. Uh, I'll admit, um, I, I, I'll, I'll admit, um, you know, the people from Pensacola were lucky to have you down there, you know, down this way uh, here in Florida. So, any possibility that we can get the Count into the Fort Lauderdale area? Oh, I would love it. As a matter of fact, uh, I was actually going to be uh, in the uh, Miami area uh, in October. We had, and, really? Uh, yeah, and the, the guy who is running the, uh, the show uh, came down with COVID and had to cancel because he couldn't organize the oh. show fast enough to put it on. So we had to, we had to bail on that one. I, I couldn't go to Miami. Uh, I would love I love Florida. I mean, I, I last, hey, I was supposed to do a big one in Orlando in 2020, and it got canceled because of COVID. So you know I'm I'm but you know we've been to Pensacola. And I'm talking yep. with Mike Inslee over there about possibly coming back in uh, in 2023, and that would be wonderful. I'd love it. Excellent. Well, I'll, I might have to take a little road trip then. <laughs> <laughs> well, it all depends where you're coming from and how little a trip it would be. <laughs> uh, you know, that's about five hours, give or take. So, oh, <laughs> not well, that's, not too, that's not too bad, you know. But actually, in 2023, because, hey, look, 2023 is going to be a big year for me because, as I mentioned, we went on the air in February of 73. So guess what? You put 50 on that. Next year is the 50th anniversary of our first show on Washington, D.C. television as Count Gordivall. So it's the 50th anniversary plus 25 years Ago in 1998, we did the. I became the first horror host on the internet at countgore.com. So it's the 25th anniversary of the 25th of being the first horror host on the internet, and next year is the fifth anniversary of our Roku channel, Count Gore Devolve Presents. So it's 50, 25, five, and you can play that as a lotto number, I guess, and still not win. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so I'm not going to win a billion dollars. Well, thank you, now, sir. Or you may. <laughs> Who knows? Okay, I, I, I got to ask you this one, because there's one thing that always cracks my mom up. Whenever we go to the store, all she has to do is put a rubber chicken in her face, and she falls out laughing. 
What's Absolutely. the deal with the rubber chicken? Well, you know, there's a guy on MeTV called Senguli, a good friend of mine, Rich Cause, and, and he has chickens coming out the ears. Actually, they're coming out from cameras and all sorts of places, people throwing rubber chickens at him. But, you know, I never had that kind of budget, you know, so I could only afford one chicken. <laughs> and I'll tell you, and, and, and I, 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 mean, I couldn't even, it had to be a right, you know, so anyway, uh, it, the Robert Chicken came about this way, okay? This was back down in Paducah days. Uh, we had a chicken, uh, one, of the, one of the crew members brought the rubber chicken into the studio. And it actually may have been a prop for the Bozo show there, I don't know. And uh, one of the crew members, and I think his name was Rodney, uh, he said, hey, let's have a little fun. And they, they, they put together a, a noose and they hung the chicken in the noose and put it on the set. <laughs> and I go, wow, look at that. Somebody gave me a well-hung chicken, and there it was. <laughs> and I basically, so awesome. I basically have kept kept the chicken every time we change sets or or whatever. We always have the chicken. Now this is I'm, I'm I think I'm on the fourth chicken now because. You know, they don't make rubber chickens like they used to. They, the, the rubber gets kind of hard, and the, and, and the body falls off from the neck, and it just drops down the yeah. So the rubbers are not made the way they were back in the day. Well, You're right. They don't on. make rubbers like they used to. No, no, wait a second. I can't say that. Oh, oh wait a you could uh, you could make that uh, one of those rubber chickens once its head falls off. You heard on the news. I'm not sure when, like maybe a decade ago, there was a, a chicken that survived its own beheading and lived for like 18 months. And they would feed it down its like neck hole, and and they would oh draw it God, around as a fascination. Really I saw that on YouTube the other day. You should do that with the rubber chicken. Just just because its head isn't there no. anymore. You can, like, feed it through its neck hole. Well, no, I'll tell you what. You... what I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. When this one cracks and breaks, we'll do that. But the, ah, there but we I go. Don't have a, I, I don't have a budget to buy a replacement right now. So, <laughs> okay, so we're going to we're going to do a GoFundMe for you to get your next rubber chicken. Yeah, we'll call it a blowout. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. I'll make uh, when, I, when I when I go to Pensacon, I, I, I'll, I'll see if I can take up a collection of or someone will maybe bring me a rubber. Actually, you know what someone once did? You know, they brought me one of these little uh, like about three inch long chickens. <laughs> I don't know where oh. they got them from. They, was like, they bought them by the bucket, you know. These these and and they, they they put it in a noose and I hung it and it was kind of kind of cute and I thought about selling them but I yeah never mind anyway all that is <laughs> so I, I'm, 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 I'm waiting for someone to ask me the ultimate question that everyone asks me the ultimate question okay what do I what do I do for a living I host I host I host horror movies so what is the appropriate question you're supposed to ask me. Oh, what is your favorite horror movie? What is your all-time favorite movie? Ah, I'll take the first one. First one. 
what is your favorite horror movie? And I'll tell you right now, I never answer that question. Okay, next movie right on. <laughs> now, I do, I do have a question, though. No, I no, see no, no, in a lot of your old creature feature stuff, um, there's a tombstone that says that uh, uh, Gordeval, 1800 to 1847. Why choose those years? What What is that about? Well, the the the, the, the Art department said, okay, we need to make a tombstone. When was he born? When, when did he die? I said, well, the count never died. He turned. And I said, what do you mean yeah. turned? He turned into a vampire. So I said, well, you know, you've got to be – a vampire has got to be old, right? So I said, well, we got to make him old, and so we'll make him over 100 years old. That is appropriate. And I just basically picked out a couple of numbers. I, I figured uh, 47. I, I figured if I – Look, 47. I was, look, I was much younger at the time, but you know, I could get away with that. You know, so that, it was just a, it was it was pulled out of the hat. But let's go back. Let's go back to the horror thing. Why does Gore Duval never answer the question, "What's your favorite horror movie?" And I'll tell you why. Because okay, if I told you, I I, I used to tell people what my favorite horror movie was, and they would look at me and they would. I had people actually get angry at me and, and, and curse me. They said, that's not a horror movie. And, I, and, and, and they would go nuts. And they would, you know, and, I'm going, and, and so I said, okay, look, stop. I will answer the question, what is my favorite scary movie? There we go. Okay, we can do, we can do that. Uh. And I said, and the, here's the reason why. Because my favorite scary movie is Alien. Good choice. Uh, a good choice. But there's a whole bunch of people that say. Yeah, I do think. I get that too. That's horror. one of my favorite all time. I'm a big horror, you know, person. But when it comes down to my favorite movies of all time, they have they incorporate science fiction with horror and all that cinema fun type stuff. And yeah, so I and get I, it. I, told, I get it. I told. I totally agree with you. As a matter of fact, I once was a guest, an actual guest of a, of a convention. I won't mention the name of it, but it was a science fiction convention. And I actually got run out of there by some of the, some of the fans. They said, you're, you're a vampire. Get out of here. You have no business here. Get out of here. This is oh, my goodness. goodness. crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's like oh, my there's, goodness. These, there's these little cubicles. So I, I, I said, okay, fine. I never went back. That's okay. Wow. Is there, you know, uh, is there now, nobody uh, nobody uh, recognized you or anything as, um, what was that, uh, Captain 20, which would be more in tune with what they, you know, their convention is. If you want to talk about Captain 20, I'm going to get off the phone and turn it over to, to Dick Dizel because he's the guy that played Captain 20. Hey, Dick, come on over here. Come on over here, Dick. He's coming right now. <laughs> I love this guy. Um, yeah, hello. This, this, this is Dick Dizel. Uh, yeah, uh, Captain Twenty. Well, you know, he was the, uh, the one of the, the kids' show hosts. You know, he, he was an alien. You know, he was he was a Martian because we were his sponsor was Eminem Mars, and initially he had purple hair and pointed ears, and he did the Spock thing and. And he ran gerbil races and monkey races and had a club card. And, and he, was, he was probably the most 
viewed person on Washington television because he was on between every show morning and afternoon for 15 years. And, and it, was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. So, wow. Yeah, that, was, that was Captain 20. Nice. Yes. Cool. Well, now, any other so, any other well, question? Any other questions that you don't want to talk to that that, that Gordon want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, um, hmm. Well, uh, uh, actually, uh, I'm trying to think too. I I was trying to do more research on Captain Twenty, and I know that that was like a WGN Chicago. Um, that, that, that's. Oh, what impresses me? Whoa, 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 WGN Chicago? No, 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 no. Captain Twenty was Channel Twenty in Washington. WGN oh, Washington, was Washington, Washington, Washington. Okay, Channel Twenty yeah. in Washington. Yeah, okay. WGN would have been Chat Captain Nine. <laughs> it would have been Captain Wrong Nine. Captain. <laughs> oh no. My captain, my captain. Actually, actually, it's kind of. Let's 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 go back to the. As long as you got me, Dick Dizel, the actor behind all this, the, the, what brought me from Paducah was not the Count, uh, it was or or any or the Captain. It was Bozo because I was doing a very popular Bozo show on Channel Twenty Nine in Paducah, and it was a, you know really hugely popular, very successful. I quit. And uh, because of a number of, of reasons, including the fact that at the state at the station I was putting in 100-hour work weeks, um, oh. and I was I was burned out. So I took I said, I said I'm leaving. I, but when I before I and then I got a I got a call from the people at Bozo, and they said we'd well, like to go to Washington D.C. And so I went to Bo I went to Washington as Bozo. So I I got hired as Bozo. I with the Bozo show on the air, made it very successful. And then they said, oh, by the way, now that Bozo's on the air, you have some little extra time, we want you to do this other character, Captain 20. And I said, I don't want to do that. because." And he said, well, your contract says that you're a staff performer, so you can do anything we want you to do. Oh, wow. Oh, Lord, there we go. <laughs> uh, so, so now to show you how stupid I was, to show you how stupid I was. I said, well, if you're going to make me do another kid's show, I want to talk dirty to adults at night, so I want to be my vampire on Saturday nights. Nice! They said, you're not going to get paid anymore. I said, well, I'm not being paid anymore to do Captain 20, so what the heck? I mean, I'm just a loser all around, so that's how it all came about. Wow. That is... Wow. Wow. So you just, so uh, you just said, uh, listen here, I'm going to be this vampire. Uh, you don't have to pay me. I'd rather you pay me, but I'm just going to do it. Any and they let you do it anyway without pay, and that's how it all started. Well, actually, it did cost them something because I, oh, did, well, demand, yeah. I did demand in writing that uh, acknowledgement that I owned the characters, that I owned uh, the name, and that I owned the intellectual property. So that nice. Smart so that, you know, I, I was, I was move, just a little bit move. ahead of George Lucas. <laughs> yeah, but but it works. It, it works. I mean, uh, you know, that's one of the biggest things you got to protect, right there, is your creation. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I will tell fact, you. I will tell you, you this right you now. Can't, like, like, like Bozo the Clown. You can't like let other people play Count Gord Duval. It's just uh, looking at. Uh, 
looking at your career over the years too, you've been it's it uh, it's not astonishing to me that you mentioned George Lucas because in in scrutinizing your career over the years, you're um, you're a self-made um, entertainer personality. Well, Agreed. you know, I, it, it, it's true, but I didn't well, it didn't start out to be that. <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I when I left college, I wanted to be a, a, a director. That's all I wanted. I wanted to direct things. I wanted to be the next Orson Welles, do the next Citizen Kane. I, I wanted, to, and I never got a chance to be a director. I got a chance to be a producer, which I was a pretty damn good producer. I still am. Uh, and I never went, I never was an actor. I never did any acting. As a matter of fact, I, it was in the early 2000s. I was, uh, I had moved to Chicago, and um, and I, I had some extra time, so I took some acting courses at a local community college. And that's when I realized that I really was an actor. I was not a producer, and I, and I was a pretty good, I was pretty good at uh, at living at at, at spontaneous comedy. So. And that was just probably just through the experience. So, yeah, it, it turned out and that's, okay. That's actually the hardest part of acting of all time is comedy. And you yeah, nailed it, it. Yeah. Well, you it, know, it, People think, oh, I'm funny. No, you're not funny. But it's really hard to be funny. You know, you're right. And uh, every time I – currently, one of the things we do several times a year – uh, we host horror movies uh, live at the American Film Institute. And I, I have to do a monologue at the beginning. And I find it, I, I, and this is not something that you can do spontaneously. I mean, this is something you have to really plan. You have yeah, to figure you, out. You, you have to be in the mirror. You have to do the gestures, and you have to talk to yourself for hours. But on, the, on the other hand, on the other hand, if you're in with a group um, or another comedian or someone, you can and you, you can. And I, there's one guy, John Dimes, who's a comedian in uh, in Washington, and he also is a a uh, cable access horror host, or used to be. He's also a, an artist and a writer. But uh, when we get together, I mean, it's like it's like instant combustion. We, we just can go at each other and have, and we just play off each other so easily. I mean, it, it's, that is fun and that is easy. Ah, that's but, awesome. Uh, he's your he, Bernie Toppin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Best way to put it. Yeah. And I don't even sing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, I mean, at least not yet. Just, just wait. Maybe, maybe the couch will do a greatest hits. <laughs> well, you know, I, okay. Here's a sad story. I can sing one song. I have a very small range. Okay, I have like four notes, really, that I can hit. Wait, are you gonna so. sing for us? Because no, I would no, totally no. love that. I can do the. I can sing the Monster Mash because the Monster Mash. I was working in the lab and late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. My monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly, to my surprise, he did that. Yeah, so I can do that. And everyone, that I, awesome. saw that. I saw that on YouTube yesterday when I was yeah, uh, I, you, we uh, did uh, looking see that up on you more. And, and I, I caught a um, show that you're doing uh, uh, and uh, they held up the signs, Monster Mash. You know what oh, video yeah. I'm talking about. 
You've probably done it many yeah. times, though. But uh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yes, you can sing. You could sing the Monster Mash. I just heard you the other day, <laughs> and there you go. You put the words. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> but you know what's, what's so funny is uh, earlier this year I was in I was in a uh, at, a, at a, a resort in on Martinique, which is an island in the Caribbean, and it's a French island. It's a French-speaking island, and uh, they had karaoke that night. So I said, well. You know, in my, it's, it, it, the, the people there will speak a lot of English too. So I said, do you have the Monster Mash? The guy said, yes, we do, and we have it in English. I said, good, because if you put the words up in French, I'm dead. <laughs> so, no. And it was so funny because I got up on stage and I didn't need the words, obviously. So I, I basically, you know, played to the audience and and they even 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 people from France knew the Monster Mash and they they were kind of singing along and having a good time. The only problem was they had so many people in the competition. It was a competition thing that I was up there early. And by the time we got to the end, most of the people had gone, and I didn't win because I hadn't sang it for the last hour and a half, you know. So. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, you got oh, wrong. But that's okay. That's okay. There was plenty, there was you plenty of You had fun, though, right? <laughs> yes, I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, in that's the fun. end, that's what counts. You know, uh, there there was uh there was a song and thankfully i had my karaoke song my go-to song was the piano man billy joel as okay. soon as I, hear uh, I was at oh yeah dude every time everybody's like yeah and i was like yeah i can't sing so at least everybody loves the song Yes. And my other one yes. was uh, with the karaoke host. It was, uh, here I go, here I go, here I go again. <laughs> Girls, what's my weakness? Man, okay, chilling, chilling, minding my business. Oh, man, now I can't even do it. But I would have well, everybody, you're, you're like, dancing around me at the bar, and yeah. I was like, holy crap, this works. So, yeah, Monster well, Mash, I never thought about doing. Uh, man, if the, yeah, that that's a good go-to song because everybody loves the song. Now, here, here I'm going I'm to tell you the one sadness in Count Gordfall's life, and that is Ooh. the fact that the Count, the Count loves music. He loves music intently, and he can sing one song, but he can't play a musical instrument to save his life. He once took up the guitar, and everyone told him, Count, put it back down. It was just horrible. Uh, he took saxophone lessons for eight years, and on the night before the first gig, the band asked him not to show up. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, you know what makes and you know what makes this so bad, and, and, and this is honestly true. You go, you look at all every horror host I know, every other horror host I know is a musician. Sometimes they bring, they go to give, they go to conventions, they bring their instruments, and I'm sitting there, and you know, I, they said, "What do you play?" I said, "Well, I can play a CD." You know, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, 
Well, I mean, you, you, you can always improvise. Go back to Saturday Night Live and just be like, I brought a cowbell. <laughs> oh, it's a cowbell! Yeah. Yes, I'm a cowbell. Or a triangle. Actually, I did better because playing a CD back when I when the station when the station got out on WDCA in Washington got out of the local production business and they shut down the studio. Uh, I had to leave because I had no place to go. So I decided at that point, you know, maybe I'd go back to music. I love music. I, I actually was a deep rock and roll DJ in Paducah too. So I said, I'm going to start the first, this is 1987, so I'm going to start the first all-CD DJ company, which I did. And for the next 25 years, I did parties as Dick Dizel. The Count actually hosted one, one, of, the, one of the gigs. It was actually a wedding reception uh, uh, by special request. So the Count actually DJed a wedding reception once, but... Uh, yeah, and I basically did about a thousand weddings. I can mix music. I can I can beat mix. I can do all that good stuff. I enjoy music. I get all that. Stuff. I just can't play it. <laughs> so, so I, I made a living out of it. So it was good. And I, I still love music. What, what, you're you're good. as uh, good of a presenter of music as you are anything else too. Some of the other stuff I've seen you you know present, uh, special like underground music videos from bands and 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 so forth especially in the 2000s and, and stuff, uh, when you first started uh, uh, your uh, Internet um, stuff as, as Count Goer? Yeah, that, you know, that was, that was kind of fun because 1998 was rolling around and, I, and the Internet had just come up. Or it was becoming popular. I mean, everyone received three, three times a week they got a disc from AOL saying, you know, really you need to go on the Internet. So I figured, well, if AOL... Uh, start that right. AOL disc... <laughs> you remember those? <laughs> you oh, got mail. Man. Do I remember yep. those, man? It's like, oh, a free AO, AO. Oh yeah, welcome. You've got mail. It's like, oh, I got mail. <laughs> I, so I, I said, you know. I own the character, and I own the I own the, the, the a lot of the stuff. I even had, I owned a lot of the videotapes. I said, you know, we initially we couldn't stream video. But I said, I bet you I could put this on as as text with audio. And so on July 11th, 98, we I created a website, countgore.com, and Creature Feature, the weekly web program, came into being. And a year later, we were streaming little tiny little pictures, uh, audio or video. Uh, I see the first things we showed were the Flash Gordon. I can see it now. It's just trying to load. Yeah, yeah, you're talking 28 8 dialogue, you know. Yeah. 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 And then back in the day, my mom would be saying, hey, get off the computer. I'm trying to use the phone. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, my dad yeah. My dad used to call the house, and he's like, get off the phone. Get off the computer. Off I'm the trying computer. to call you guys. And I'm like, you knocked me offline. What's wrong with you? Why are you calling us? <laughs> he's like, I need to talk to your mom. And I'm like, you don't need to talk to my mom. She's fine. <laughs> Get offline! <laughs> yeah, my dad used to call. 
because he knew, oh, remember the, uh, oh, what is it, that, that illegal thing where you can download songs, and it was all by dial-up, and it took, like, 32 hours to download a song from somebody else, and they're like, you're holding me up, and then your dad calls. And he, he's like, get off the internet. I was like, dude, I was downloading a song. What's wrong with you? Why are you calling? Everything's and fine. Now, and now the people today don't know what you're talking about. I know, yeah, dude. Exactly. Never today, been through that. Never been through that. It's, it's, it's that horrible. That is very it's, impressive, though. Um, can we call you Gore? Well, I know we can. Uh, do we call you Dick? Do we call you Richard? Do we? How do we? How do we? Like, uh, if we were all sitting at like a a table or a couch or something, uh, what do we? <laughs> hey you! <laughs> hey you! <laughs> no, actually, I just think that it's it's really it's really okay. cool that um um uh that. Uh, out of all the horror hosts, you were the first back in the days that we're talking about with the internet and everything. Uh, and you know, you, you've been on your toes. Uh, I, and you know I wanted to ask you, were you did you d- do Al Gore develop appearances in the 90s at like horror conventions, like Fangoria conventions? Uh, no, uh, not no, no. We oh, okay, uh, I'm trying to remember yeah, back in back in those days when I used to go to those things. I think I started seeing you around after the two, in, in the middle of the 2000s, around like maybe I, I, 2005 when I really started going out. I started seeing you a lot at, at your table yeah. and everything at these things. Yeah, I, we, we start, I think the first, the first convention. Now, I, I used to attend as Dick uh, science fiction conventions in the Baltimore area back in the 70s uh, and 80s. Um, the Baltimore Science Fiction Society had me, and actually I did it, I did a couple times as the count. They they had their own in-house count. Marty Gear was the the count who ran the costume contest, and a couple times he wasn't available, and they had me come in. Uh, and uh, but I uh, then I didn't actually get back into the convention scene until she maybe 99 i did i did one and it was in uh by that at that point i was living in uh, in the chicago area and i did uh one in indiana uh and uh met uh, met a, a couple of very interesting people including uh, reggie bannister from uh um phantasm fame phantasm yeah uh, oh yeah he's he's yeah. great yeah, he, he, him and, and his and, wife and, Gigi. Well, his wife, Gigi, I knew because, in fact, from she was on my show a couple of times in Washington because she lived in, the, in outside of Baltimore, and she would come down as Vampy the Vegetarian Vampire. Oh, awesomeness. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's great. So it's, oh, well, that's the thing about the horror community after the years that, you know, that you cross paths enough, you get to collaborate, you get to like you know that, that's really neat one thing connects to yeah. another yeah there was the, back in the uh I, i'll be honest with you when i went on the internet i talked to uh, you know i okay when you're on television here's the reality when you're on television no one outside of your market knows about you because back in those days there was no videotape 
people only in your market saw you. You couldn't send out a, a, a tape to someone else to say, hey, look what I did. You couldn't stream it, obviously. So uh, right. here's the story. This, this, is an honest, this is an honest, true story. It was in the, it was in the 80s, uh, mid-80s. You remember when uh, Elvira was doing the Coors commercials? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought of that a long time. Yeah. So Elvira's, she's a spokesman for Coors. And I've seen Elvira on the commercials, and I was told that she was a horror host in L.A. But I don't know L.A. from anything. It's the other side of the world. I'm living in Washington, the other side of the country, so I, I don't know. So I'm on the phone. I get a call from a guy from TV Guide, and they're doing their uh, Halloween issue. And he says, hey, I want to talk to the Count about, uh, you know, about Halloween and we're writing a story. And so I said, okay, fine. We get done with the interview. And I said, hey, wait a second, where are you located? He said, well, I'm in L.A. I said, okay, great. Wow, do you ever watch Elvira? He goes, oh, yeah, lots of times. I go, okay, what's her bit? What's her gig? What does she do? And he, he couldn't comprehend what I was really asking. So I said, okay, let's put it this way. Okay, it's Saturday night, right? He said, okay, you come home to watch Elvira. He goes, okay, what's the first thing you do? He said, well, I open a beer. Okay, this is good. Okay. He said, I turn the TV on. Okay, now the TV comes on and up comes her show. What do you see? He said, well, there's this open that we're walking through this dungeon, these hallways and stuff like this. Okay, fine, fine, fine. And then we come into this room, and there she is. And I said, and what is she doing? He says she's lying down on this couch, this divan or whatever it is. And I go, okay, now we've, we've got her on the set. Now what does she do? He goes, well, what do you mean? I mean, she's hosting a horror movie. What does she do? He says, you know, I really don't know. I said, well, why are you watching? Well, I'm watching because I'm waiting for her to fall out of her costume. (laughs) (laughs) And I I go, well, I sure as hell can't do that. Yeah, it it, it was funny. We did have uh, Cassandra on the show. And there was uh, when I, I was working at Walmart, and I was like, "Hey, we're going to have Elvira on the show." And there were so many young guys; they were so young, and they're like, "Can I be your boom mic?" Yeah. I was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, when they geez, called in." Um, yeah, I remember that. Like, Can I, 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 I will hold the microphone over her head, and I'm like, "Dude." She's not going to be on my couch. And they were like, please, can you get her on your couch and I'll be your boom mic? And I'm like, dude, it's it's amazing that it is. I mean, the horror hosts do stick in the heads of so many people. And well, you're a guy one of horror them. You are one of them. Like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and tell you I'm trying to type in the dark. I I'm not really good with I I'm I'm trying to uh, type to you, Count Gore. We're we're number yeah. two in the ratings right now. We're number two. So out of yeah. thousands of shows right now, we're number two. So. There are people I told that you, Francie, I told you, you need to get, you need to get Count Gore on your show, and uh, uh, you need to expose him to the world. What, you know what? One thing I wanted to say to you, to, um, uh, uh, Count uh, or Dick, uh, is um, 
You know, one thing I've noticed with Francie and Friends' show over the years is we've been very good at presenting to the newer generations things that they've never heard of before. And, uh, you know, and um, you've been around so long, but the newer generations, who is that, you know? So kind of like um, uh, dig into you a little and, and let you do whatever you want to, say what you ever want to say. And people that never heard of you before go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do exactly what Nick was talking about a half an hour ago, going on YouTube and looking up what he used to do and what he's doing now and what he's going to do in the future. And I want to know more about this. Because uh, growing up with me uh, in Southern California, I had never heard of you. I only started hearing about you um, when I got involved in the horror industry myself with my writing and, and uh, wanting to be an actor back in the days. But, uh, you know, going to conventions as a writer and in later years as a horror publisher, um, uh, I've just been seeing you at convention after convention um, uh, for a while and, and you know, just uh, looking you up. And, and uh, now uh, I'm familiar with uh, a, a great many. Man, there's so many of you guys, people. <laughs> of you people, <laughs> horror. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's amazing, and you're all like uh, mostly regional, and um, and so it's it's good to like um, it, it's it's uh, all a community. It's uh, like a, one great big horror community, and I believe that we're all supposed to support each other. How can we all make a living unless we don't? Over the years, and uh, you know, um, I've seen some people that have been in the industry as long as you that are kind of, you know, asses, and you are so kind, and you are so nice, and uh, you know what it's like to, to be a, a celebrity and to and to uh, appreciate where you came from uh, and stuff, uh, and I've noticed that a lot about you, which is not unique in the industry, but bravo, uh, too, you know, you're I know, you're so kind. You know, it, it's, I'm, I'm sorry, I, 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 yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate that. But, you know, I, I don't understand why, again, you're right. It, it, it's a small, it's, it's, a, it's a growing, it's a, well, it's a small world of, of horror hosts. And, you know, we all steal well from each other and we have fun with each other. And I've never understood uh, why there's this, some, there is sometimes some animosity. As a matter of fact, someone back in the, uh, Oh, when was it? Back in the back in the uh, early 2000s, someone said to me, uh, "Is it? Could you ever be a horror ho a convention horror host?" And I said, "No." They said, "Well, why not?" I said, "Because there's no there's no building big enough to hold all the egos." And um, <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. And, but but you know what? Yeah. I was wrong. I was wrong because in in the early 2000s or mid I guess mid 2000s at horror horror hound. We had a, over a hundred horror hosts gather in one room and actually pose for a picture and have a great weekend together. And I saw that picture. Wonderful. I remember that. Yeah, and so yeah, we, I mean, it's 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 a, it's a small community, and you know, someone said, well, well, I remember my horror hosts. Everyone, every one of those horror hosts there had a horror host that they knew. I mine was. Uh, from Shock Theater in Chicago. It was a beatnik character. It was on Channel 7. It was called Marvin was his name. It was Shock Theater. It was, this was back when they fir the first 
wave of horror hosts in 57 came out when Screen Gems Universal released the Universal or the first part of the Universal Horror Package. So when Dracula and Frankenstein and the Mummy first made it onto the, the black and white screens, that those are those those are the first horror hosts. They, they, those are the the Zachrylies. And, uh, oh, gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on some of the first-generation horror hosts. Then, then that, they faded away when the UHF stations, uh, VHF stations didn't need local production because they could go by syndicated programming. The UHF stations came on, and that's when the second generation, I'm the second generation, came on in the 60s and 70s and through the 80s. And then when they faded out, horror hosting went to cable access and then it, when the internet came along i have to admit i will i led the way and i i really i really promoted getting horror hosts on the internet i mean i'd go to conventions and say guys you got to go on the internet this is where the future is and everyone would say oh no 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 television's where it's at. well okay i was right <laughs> <laughs> and uh and but so so yeah i mean uh, uh yeah, I, I, I like all my fellow horrors. <laughs> I just do. <laughs> well, that, I mean, I'll, 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 yeah. I've noticed, uh, too, um, going back again to conventions, and my experience with conventions is uh, with the horror community, they're, they're more receptive and more uh, friendly and, 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 you know, caring and, and stuff. And I, I hate to say it, and I've said this, it, a few times on, on Francine Friends, too, when I'm talking about the subject. So, uh, alternatively, science fiction conventions can be a little bit stuffy. and God bless them and all, but I've had bad experiences at sci-fi conventions as a horror person myself, too. And uh, they they got their clicks. Um, and like I said, God bless them. I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm just, <laughs> I'm painting myself into a corner here, but my experience with horror people is just nothing but love, for the most part. There's well, very know, few like little yeah, animosities and things. There are, but I mean, I, it's I have, just amazing. And you think that because of the nature of horror, it's, it wouldn't be like that at all. We're a bunch of like pagans. Actually, you're, you're I've known right. a lot of comedians in my time, and they're a lot more grumpier than horror. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, yeah. I, we've, uh, you know, I, I noticed this also. Uh, when, uh, particularly, I, I was a regular at the horror fine conventions throughout the 2000s, and they were pretty pretty big conventions, three, four, five thousand at the time. It was pretty big, and um, and you know, again. I, I found them polite. I mean, people would. Here's this guy. He looks like you know he, he's a refugee from uh, a horror movie, and he's you know at the desk talking to somebody. He's saying please and thank you, and and being polite. And I'm going, you know, this. You, know, you look at this. You expect him to tear your hair or head off, but <laughs> you know, I have been involved with, for the last nine years, uh, a convention called Scares That Care. And this is a convention that is held every year, that was held every year in Williamsburg, Virginia. And they raise funds uh, for, uh, they're a 501-3C charity, and they raise funds for specific people who, they usually do a, uh, every year they do a burn victim, a breast cancer victim, and uh, nice. then a third, they, and then they, 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 they 
they give them actually cash monies to help with the payments for the for their care, and uh, and they raise. Uh, you know, and, it, and I'm going, and it, the horror people love this kind of thing, and they, they've been great contributors. And yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it, it's not a mean, nasty group of people. It's it's very nice, pleasant, friendly people that just happen to dress up funny. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> hmm. I, no. I totally I mean, agree uh, with that. You know, you know and uh, you know, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll say this, but. Uh, you know, I'm. I, I found I found your website in the mid 2000s, and uh, you know, I've always been a fan ever since. Because you know, for me, uh, for you know, for South Florida, we had uh, Dr. Paul Bearer from Tampa for a yeah. while, and mm-hmm. then and then after and then after he passed, uh, that that pretty much killed the horror host for Florida for a while. So it was it, you know, scrolling online, it was a relief to find to find your site. And uh, you know, just just the way they handle it, even even you know, both uh, online and even in person, it's just it's just absolutely admirable. It really is. So you know, just keep up keep up the great work. Well, I I, I, I hope to. You know, I mean, it, we, like I said, we're we're celebrating our our 50th anniversary, and uh, you know. People say, well, when are you going to hang the cape up? And I'm going, well, I've got a hook over here ready any time, so I don't know. But, <laughs> I, I, I will you tell know. you this. Um, I I was at a mustache beard competition yesterday, which uh, Tom and William, you're going to get your soap. I've been promising their soap. I got to meet Aaron D. Johnston face-to-face. And I look terrible in the photos because I just got off work and it like rushed to the competition. Um, but uh, I I did tell Aaron D. Johnston that you were going to be on the show, and he was like, "Holy crap! I know who he is." So your name's out there. Well, let, let me let me let me bring the count back and let him tell you a funny story. So hold on a second. Okay. Uh, okay. Hey, Kyle, 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 come on, get out of that coffin. Come on, come on over here. Come over here. Hey, let's talk. <laughs> Hello there. Greetings. The Count Gordyball here, and yes, he he wants me yeah. to tell you the story. He wants me to tell you the story of my first Count Gordyball Valentine contest dinner. Okay. So here was the contest. You had to send it in 25 words or less why I'd like to be Count Gord Bigal's Valentine. And uh, it was open to men and women, so we kept it totally gender-free. So the winner would get to go out, get to appear on the show and go out to dinner at the steakhouse in downtown D.C. And, uh, and, uh, and you would be conveyed by the most luxurious company station wagon. You know, I mean, this was... This was the high point, you know. So, so we get this winner, and uh, she's beautiful. She's actually a, a, an airline stewardess, and she's she wrote this beautiful <laughs> thing, uh, this beautiful twenty-five words or less. So she comes on the show, and uh, we give her a you know a black uh, heart-shaped box of candy and some wilted flowers, and then we say, oh, we put her in the station wagon. We take her down to the steakhouse. Now, here's where the problem came in. The promotion department set this all up, never bothered to tell the hotel 
that there's this vampire that's going to show up and go through the lobby into the restaurant. Uh oh. (laughs) Going into the restaurant was not the problem. We sat down at the table, they were aware of it, but I said, excuse me, I need to go use the little boys' room. So I had to leave the restaurant and go out through the lobby to the... So I'm going out through the lobby, and I, of course, with my flourish, with my cape, and doing the big thing, and I head into the, the restroom. And there I'm in there, standing against, looking at the wall, and before I know it, there are two police officers on either side of me, wanting to know what I am doing in the men's room. And I turned around and said, well, what do you think I'm doing? (laughs) They didn't like that. So they they escorted me out of there, take me in, and I said, wait a second, before you take me out and put me in the squad car, would you go please go in there and talk to my promotion manager? (laughs) And... And we got it straightened out. But that was that was the last – no, it was not the last time. That, that was the first time we did that, and it was – yeah, next time we did that, we made sure we told everyone what was going on. <laughs> but that was – okay. <laughs> little funny. Save that way. Yeah, well, that's true, too. <laughs> and by the way, but I should tell you that, you know, in twi- – I you know, we talked about other horror hosts. I know I heard Dick talking about ah, other horror hosts. And, and in, in 2012 – I had the privilege, and it was indeed a privilege, of being the person to induct Cassandra Peterson, Elvira, into the Horror Host Hall of Fame. So this was my... Oh, cool. ...to get there on stage. Wow. And, I, and this is the first time I actually got to meet her, because, again, she's on one coast and I'm on the other. So this was cool. So that, that was, my, that was my, my fanboy thing. <laughs> But and I, you I lived great, great life. Hello. You've lived oh, yeah. like you're, you you're living your dream, and that is awesome. Yes, I hope to keep living. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please do. Yes. What? I'm sorry. We see you're breaking up a little. Oh. Oh. Hold on. Oh. Someone didn't pay There's the bill. Wi-Fi, Francis. Hello? Are we there? Somebody's on the computer talking on the phone. I'm, I'm here. I, I, I'm, I'm still here. I'm still here. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Yep. Yes, we can hear you. Yep. I think that's can you hear me now? awesome. You're living <laughs> your dream. Yeah. That's cool. Yes. It's better than a nightmare. Trust me. <laughs> oh, anything's better than a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And speaking of nightmares, that's one of the things I'm working on next. Because on October 29th, I'll be at the AFI in Silver Spring, Maryland, just outside of Washington, hosting on the big screen Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm just so excited. Oh, I'm... nice! Oh, sweet! <laughs> yeah, how do you like that? Now, now, that's, just that's to be great. Even more... To make things even more interesting, you talk about new technology. I, I, I'm not much into social media, to be honest with you, uh, but I have discovered a new platform just recently. I, I, I'm, in, I'm into the virtual reality things of my Oculus and all these, and I found a platform 
that takes 2D video and converts it into 3D, and it's awesome. And I'm playing with it now, and I'm looking forward to the – it's in beta testing now, and I'm looking forward to being the first – 3D VR vampire. <laughs> oh, wow. That's actually going to be pretty badass. Yes, it's, it's, I'll tell you, it, it, again, if you have an Oculus, it's OWL 3D. It's in the lab. It's in the laboratory. laboratory. It's, uh, it's in beta testing. So OWL 3D app on the Oculus. And I, I, I already have some stuff up in there. I'm, I'm, I'm playing with it right now, looking at the best way to make use of 3D. But it's awesome. I mean, I was, I, I don't impress easy, and this really impressed me to take, you know, wow. I go, this is cool, and I didn't like 3D movies. So I'm, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> now you're, you're going for it. Yeah, yeah. why not? Go for it. You know, you, you, you got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah. All right. We are, uh, they're going to cut us off very soon. Um, where can we find you? And right, when quick. can we book you again? Because we got a lot more questions for you. Okay. Quickly. You can find me on the internet at countgore.com. If you've got Roku, you can get the app. Count Gore Deval presents. It's in the it's in the Roku store, and uh, those are the two places you can find me most easily. So th- that that's it right there. Um, and when you can, we can talk. Hey, why don't we talk again in, in October when we get closer to Halloween? That would yeah. be awesome. And you're also on Facebook. Oh yes, I am. I, I do have. Yes, I do. See, I I told you I'm not. Uh, yes, I do have. I do have a Facebook except. <laughs> They wouldn't let me put it as Count Gore. They said it, it's Count Gore Duvall, but it's Richard Dizel because someone – it's a long story. But they, they, I'm yeah, a, I'm they, a, they, they, I they, they make <laughs> you pronounce your whole name or, you know, somebody's going to say, that's a fake profile. Yeah, I was Frenzy Snugglefoot for a couple of years, and then I had a stalker and – they said that's a fake name, so yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but if you put Count Gore in, into Facebook, you'll find me. So yeah, I'm, I'm there too, and I, I do have I do have a face I do have a uh, Facebook uh, Count Gore TV. Uh, I've got a couple of things on there, and uh, yeah, so there's a bunch of stuff there. I'm all over the place. I, I love you, well, man. You were awesome. And I'm not okay, going to well, say it, William. I'm not going to say sauce. You just said. <laughs> Damn it, you're right. I did. Well, Which, I want to uh, thank you all. I want to thank you for letting me come on your show. Uh, you said, if you're good, I, I know you're going to, this, they're going to wrap you up here. And you know what? It's midnight here in the East Coast. Which means it's time for me to go out for the midnight snack. <laughs> ah, the buffet is open. <laughs> That's crazy. So I, I will have a bite. I, I will have a bite. I will have a bite for each of you. How's that? <laughs> Wonderful. And, and 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 I will toast my sangria from down here for you. How's that? That sounds like 
a good idea. And let me wrap things up with my, my closing statement, and that is, may all your blood be warm. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy. He's got to come back. Definitely. Please come back, Cal. We'll be coming back. Again, thank you. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you so much again. All right. Goodbye now. Goodbye to everyone that's listening, and thank you for listening, and come back for their show all the time. It's a great show. Sounds good to me. We'll be here. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Good night. Good night. He was awesome. Go ahead, say it, William. Go ahead. Oh, awesome sauce. Yeah. yeah, I got so much awesome sauce yesterday. And guess what happened to me today? Oh, Miss Kitty's rolling around in the dirt. I got to clean her. Guess what happened? Guess what happened to me today? What happened? Well, Hermie decided, uh, he was on the back of my chair. Hermie decided that he wanted to lay on my chest. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that's so cute. Look, Hermie's loving on me. No. And I I figured out that a lot of my chest was getting uh, wet. I was like, what the hell? Hermie was pooping on me. Oh boy! And I, and I told Nick, I was like, Nick, I can't move. I need you to come to me now, right now. So he came, and I said, I need paper towels. We were we were vomiting so much today. Dude, when I Uh was picking up the turds off the chest, we were puking so bad today. But guess what? I went to the beard and mustache uh, convention and I got some more Honest Amish soap, so I decided that I was going to use the Honest Amish soap to clean myself up with my bearded dragon's poop. It's all gone. I feel so fresh and I feel so smooth. And I got to meet Aaron D. Johnston last night, face to face. Well, that's good, finally. Yes, finally. And I got you some soap. I'm going to mail that out to you tomorrow. Or... No, I got to work all day tomorrow. I'm going to mail it off to you this week. I got Friday off, so I I will mail it. I will ship that soap off to you guys. It's really good. I finally bathed in it because, uh, well, my bearded dragon pooped all over me. Oops. And I was like, I, I even asked Aaron D. Johnston, I was like, um, should I tell that story? He goes, that is hilarious. Please tell the story. So thank you, Honest Amish. You cleaned my bearded dragon's poop off of me. 
I don't know if that's a good it smell I, I smell really good now. Well that's good. You know, I mean you don't need you don't want to smell like crap, you know? <laughs> Not that's a good commercial for Aaron D. Johnson was great, and uh, the Honest Amish product is a very, uh, did I, is he going to be mad at me tomorrow? Well, no, I mean, think of it like this, all right? At least in the worst case scenario, we didn't do it like this, you know how? You want to know how? How? Very simple. I'm going to make sure he's not going to be mad at you. He'll be mad at me. Not only at Honest Amish do we help promote proper beard health, but guaranteed, our all-natural handmade soap from the USA can take the shit off of any chest of yours like no tomorrow. And leave the dog smelling just new. (laughs) And mention uh, Talking Beards, you're going to get 15% off and with free shipping. See, there you go. Just like that. I got to tell you, I met Aaron D. Johnston, and I sent you the photos of him and I together. That, That was amazing. He's just as amazing in person as he is on 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 their show. He's amazing. Yeah. He, he's yeah. honestly. And, and if and, and if he does get mad about the uh, about that little blurb and about the uh, you know about wiping the shit off the chest like that. Yo, so hey, east he, I did tell him. I did tell him the story. He's like, "Oh my gosh, that is hilarious! You got to talk about that tonight." Well, that's so, how we're going to make it simple. We're we're going to make this real simple because you know he already posted earlier that he's heading eastbound and down. So, you know, if he wants to take I ninety five south for about um, I don't know seven or eight and a half hours from where he is. Um, I'll be sure to hold a coffee cup on hand um, and probably about six feet away so he could, uh, you know, knock me in the back of the head for uh, screwing up the promotion. But uh, then we'll have a drink <laughs> afterwards. He is a really nice guy. He's, he's I agree. a really nice guy. Honestly, if you ever get the chance to meet Aaron D. Johnston face to face, I recommend it. And we were walking past him because, you know, he had work to do. And we were walking past and he said, Francie! And he was like, let's do these photos. And he was holding, I gave him my book and I bought some more soap. It's a great product. So, honestly... Ah, honestly, it's a great product. Buy it. You're gonna, you're gonna see it, William. You're gonna get your, you're gonna get it. All right, sounds good. And I gotta clean up Miss Kitty, my tomboy, because she's like rolling around. Why are you doing that, Miss Kitty? Okay. All right. Good night, everybody.
Good night. Take care. See you next week. All right. And okay. next Toodle. week is Fred Geek. That's going to be fun. Exactly. I'm so, all right. Good night, folks, and have Good a night. pleasant tomorrow. All right. Okay. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.